now, it's time to sit back and enjoy the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. Good news is your dates are here. What's the bad news? They're dead. See, a United States Astro Robot becomes a creature of death. And these. We have come here to this planet for one purpose only, to acquire breeding stuff to repopulate our planet. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Bots, Bugs, and Babes, the B-Movie Podcast. From class to cults and the cheese in between, the movies are beef, entertainment is grade A. And I am your host, Mr. Jason Giaconetti. I'm joined again by my dad, Mr. Al Giaconetti. Good morning, Jay. I guess today we're going back to the dark room. Yep, and we're going to cover episode four of the dark room right after this. Chilling stories from the dark. And I must spend that money. I'll come out there. Who reached out? Once Lamont Tremaine applied his makeup, he would actually become that character. He was the man of a hundred faces. These guys are gonna kill me. No! Dark Room Episode 4 aired on December 18th, 1981. Um, it featured two different uh, um, two different um, segments this time, A Quiet Funeral and Makeup. Um, and then uh, you have here um, Curtis Harrington actually directed both of them. Now, Curtis Harrington, real quick, um, who passed away uh, back in 2007, um, he actually, I mean, he was in 1926, so it wasn't like this guy was young. He was like oh. 26 to 2007. He was pretty old. Um, at the age of 80, uh, he uh, his filmography, some of the stuff you might know from him, uh, Voyage to the Prehistoric Planet in 65, Queen of Blood, Games in 67, um, Ruby in 1977. Some of you might remember that, but Piper Laurie. It yeah. was post-Carrie. Right. Um, and they were trying to you know, cash in, and then and on, on the Piper Laurie being a nut job. That movie's okay. So I've seen it rift that movie, and it's funny to watch the trailer for it when they're like, "Not since Carrie has Piper Laurie been this scary." I'm like, I don't, I don't know what else Piper Laurie's been in, but yeah. Carrie. So um, and then Ruby, um, and then he went on to do um, the Killer Bees for TV, Devil Dog, The Hound from Hell. I mean. Um, he did episodes of TV shows like Logan Run and Vegas and Dynasty and stuff like that. And then was an actor in a few movies 
um, in the 40s and stuff. And then later on, he was in actually Gods and Monsters, uh, the one um, about uh, James Whale oh, um, in 98. So um, he actually is the director here. They, the thing is, to be very honest with you, um, you know, again, and his, as somebody who made movies, and again, you're thinking like, those movies are not classics, but they certainly weren't boring. They're kind of pushing the envelope. They're kind of weird movies. Right. These are the two most vanilla episodes like maybe we've had and so far in this entire series, um, especially the first one. Now, um, the first one uh, up was A Quiet Funeral. Um, so the story's okay. It's what it is. Um, it's a story of... Um, the so he, the guy's a he's getting money from a counterfeiter, right? Or you know he right. was a counterfeiter, he was a counterfeiter, and he's getting paid off. And then it's a mob like hit kind of. Where he slay, he so he he drives him off the road, and then he thinks he kills him, right? And you're watching this going, okay, okay, like it's just weird because you just yeah. came off of the last one, which with Ronnie Cox, and it was so yeah. controversial. So like this would kind of been me a letdown. As the first episode. Yeah, I mean, the story was by Robert Block. So yeah, when when I saw that, I said, oh, this should be pretty good. And it, it basically, it, I mean, it was, it's okay. Yeah. But, you know, and it has, a, it has a... Yeah, your, your, your gangster is uh, Robert F. Lyons. And then the guy he thinks he kills is Eugene Roach. Yeah. Uh, who's a uh, Eugene Roach? You've seen in a number of TV yeah, stuff I mean, like that. All, yeah, they're TV guys. They're all they're all fa- fa- you know familiar faces. Yeah, this yeah these are all te- and so but it's it's just not it's just a whole lot of not a whole lot happening, um, and so it's uh, the idea. So he goes to the so he thinks he kills him and he goes out to Vegas and then he's getting the local paper, the Detroit Free Press, right, to see when they're going to talk about you know what's going on and then said that the, he died and they're going to bury him. So he goes back for the funeral, and it's but it's like. Then and the thing is, so far you're thinking like, how is this Robert Block? This seems pretty yeah. tame, right? But all of it unfolds in the last like you know thirty seconds, 30 right? Seconds. Kind of thing, um, where he walks in and you know he sees the mob, the uh, the 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 um, the Godfather's you know uh, Carmine Cartier, and uh, you know kind of thing. Where am I here? Um, where am I? Um, with uh, the guy. Go- oh, okay. So. Carmine Cartier is is the plays the mob boss, right? Yeah. He's from The Godfather. That's what I how you put it, right? Um, and they go in, and you know he's saying what he's going to say there, and the guy's alive, and it's like, well, that's what the twist is. That's the Robert Block part of it is that he he didn't actually kill him, and he's like, well, how could this happen? You think it's hard to have a guy hand you a paper? Or ha- like it literally is this like web of like setting him up. So that's where the comeuppance come in, and that's why you get oh, that's where it's Robert Block. Yeah, you know. Well, with the you know the 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 the, the counterfeiter, uh, he's when when he goes in and he, he sees him laying down in the coffin, uh, it seems like he's relieved, and yeah. and then he then the, but the 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 mob the mob boss who's actually supposedly playing the Undertaker, right? You know the the guy, he's they're having this this conversation, but you could see on the. The the, uh, the the mob boss's face that he's got this wry smile. Right. I mean, you have to look at it when the first time you look at it, you don't notice it. But when you watch it again, because what I did was after I after I watched it, this is this is pretty quick. I backstage, I, I I went back a little bit, about five minutes, and then you watch it and you realize that he knows that this guy ain't going to live. Right. And. But again, well, but the whole point of this is that it's all about making counterfeit money that was so, so good you good. couldn't tell. So, 
So what is they make a counterfeit newspaper and then they have a guy mm. at a newsstand who, at the hotel where this guy is right. who hands him a counterfeit it's newspaper. I'm like, okay, like, but that's what, but that's how this is Robert Block. That's how this yeah. is. This is why this is very, um, and everything, because there's no way in the world you would be able to like, thinking like, okay, well, well, why would this be in the paper? It's a lot of work. It's much easier to make a fake one. And he only needs one fake paper. And the guy says, Detroit Free Press, right? And he goes, well, how do you, how do you know? Because you bought it yesterday. So and it's this. he hands them the paper and it's fake. And you're like, of course it is. Dude, that's what I'm saying. When you go back, the, all the all, there's all these little subtle yeah, hints. But it's, all, it's, it's, it's just an obvious story yeah. that is not obvious when you're watching it. Right. And that's why you could look at it and go, okay. Because this could have been just nothing to this like he didn't come back from the dead he was never dead yeah, he's never dead yeah and the thing but again when, when like you just said <clears throat> a lot of this movie this this uh, episode goes by quickly yeah and it has that little kick at the end and then when you watch it again you realize all the hints that robert yeah. block has thrown in yeah which is which is great yeah now the one thing is anybody who's been to a funeral the deceased does not look alive yeah okay he had no makeup on. No, I know. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And matter of fact, if you look real close, he's, his his eyes are twitching. Well, because it's actually the actor laying yeah, in the coffin. Laying yeah, in the coffin. Yeah, and uh, you know, and then sure enough, the the, the counterfeiter goes down to, to kiss him goodbye, and bam, the hand yeah, comes up. Yeah. And, so the other person in here uh, we didn't mention was uh, Misty Rowe. Um, she was from Hee Haw. Um, yeah. She plays the girlfriend uh, of the of the uh, guy who's uh, um, it, of. Um, the gangster, uh, who's Robert Lyons. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it, again, it's kind of forgettable by way of like, you know, like, I mean, some of the episodes, some of the, some of the, the, I think the episodes have their segments. Some of the segments are better than other segments. Right. This segment's fine. Nothing wrong with it, but it's certainly not, doesn't pack any punch. It's not going to stick right. with you. It's, I mean, you might remember it, but it's not going to be like the one like, oh, let me tell you what happened. Like, right. it's not the episode to pull them in. Well, again, it, it's the, it's a week after. The mm -hmm. uh, you know the the great one yeah siege of thirty one yeah. in August yeah. and and the crazy part is the the episode three with needle point being the first one that's a very very short one but yeah. that's about this guy ODing this girl uh you know who might or may not have been a hooker or whatever she might have been and then the grandmother who is uh you know practices voodoo killing this guy like that's like well, that packs a lot of punch in a very right. short time and then the the whole thing with, with siege of thirty one uh, August. That one is just so powerful and basically just, you know, broke the end of like, you know, the death knell for the dark room um, that you come back with this. If this had been the other one, they might have been like, look, I don't know if this show's got any punch, punch. you know, kind of thing. So, um, yeah. I mean, you know, the one thing about this show, if you watch it, there is one really good line uh, by the uh, the girlfriend there or I don't know if it's the girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. Said, it says, you know. What is all this tug and tussle on the on the posture beating? I mean, yeah. that, that's a great line. Yeah, and and and, it, and I don't know if that gets pet. Well, you have to know what a posture pedic is. Yeah. It's very it's very nineteen eighty one in its yeah, reference. It's a pull couch. Right. No, but I'm saying, but but and, but oh, yeah, that's the mattress. Right. But I think, but people wouldn't know. Yeah. Less necessary what that is now. But it's very, on 1981, it's just like saying anything else. But it's like when, when Kelly was rewatching all of Dallas. She watched all of Dallas in order. Really? Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, she watched all of Dallas in order. That took a whole summer. Uh, well, during the pandemic and everything like that, she started oh, watching yeah. it. So, but Dallas has got like 14 seasons, and they take forever, and nothing happens for like episode after episode. And then all of a sudden, they do a lot of stuff, um, especially when they had to write uh, Patrick Duffy off the oh, show and oh, then back oh. onto the show. 
Um, and then a whole season goes away because it's a dream or whatever. But like they make references to things in 1981, 82, 83. And you're like, or they're like the way they're dressed or the car they're driving. And I'm like, yeah. And Haley's like, I don't understand. What do you, why would they do that? And I'm like, okay, cars didn't have, or like, this is what you would have done. And she's like, really? Because she understands their clothes are different, but yeah. like little, the words you use. Okay. So in the odd couple, right, he makes uh, the reference in the play. He goes, you want to play cards? He goes, you want to eat? Go to Shrafts. Well, that's a reference to a deli in New York City that if you don't live in New York City, you don't have it. What happens in the movie? You, if you want to eat, go to a delicatessen. Even the word delicatessen is still very regional yeah. in 1960, you know, whatever, to the east, more eastern seaboard necessarily. But to say Shraft is very on the nose, right. you know, kind of thing. Well, Horn and Harden or something right, like right, that. Right, right, right. It's very on, well, because that's an actual deli where they live. If you think about where the odd couple occurs, yeah. that's the deli around the corner from the, their apartment. Right. So, but that makes sense. But if you live anywhere but in new york and don't have any idea of what that is because i actually didn't know what shraff i mean i figured it had to be a deli i had to look it up because i had never been shraff's deli he didn't say the carnegie he didn't say you know whatever kind of thing right and even that would have still been still very regional for 1960 something so anyway um the other episode the other segment here is the much better half of this one yeah um this one stars billy crystal It's, it's known as makeup um you have a um your stories by Robert uh, R. Uh, um, McCammon and your teleplays by Jeff Bloom. Um, Billy Crystal is a down, he's a down on his luck guy who winds up uh, buying a makeup case from a dead actor, from, uh, from, a, from not from the dead actor, from the widow, um, who claims that the makeup allowed him to literally become his characters and it goes from there. So, um, uh, Brian Dennehy plays the. I want to say he's not a mob boss. He's no, he, he's uh, he's he's but he's the he's boss. Defense, uh, or something. No, 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 no. no bro, he, Brian Denny, he's the guy in charge. Yeah, he's the one in charge. But he's yeah. I don't know if he's next thing like a mob boss. But he's kind of like a mob boss. Yeah. Like you understand that this guy's yeah, not. He's got henchmen that work for yeah, him. Yeah, he owns the nightclub. Right. He has the yeah. whatever, right? So Billy Crystal is super young. This is eighty-one right. Billy Crystal. Yeah. This is like not even in um, like. Yeah, uh, was it? Oh, was it running scared with him and um, uh, what's the uh, uh, Gregory Hines? Gregory, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm that might be around that time, but he's that young. Like this isn't Billy Crystal, you know, who is in you know became much more famous. Obviously, you know, kind of going on, right? Um, you know, obviously, uh, he eventually would go on to be, um, you know, in he was on. Um, the soap, the sitcom soap, soap and right. stuff like that. That's this is the kind of age we're talking about, right? This isn't like you know uh, much older, um, but he's pretty. He's good here. He he yeah. plays an absolute loser. You yeah. believe he's a loser. He uh, he winds up delivering the stuff to the wrong address because yeah. they give him the wrong address yeah. on purpose to screw him over. And then he's like, "You owe me a hundred dollars," and they beat him up and throw him out. And he's he's literally just the loser, right? You know, sitting there. Right. Uh, right. Well, he made the thing. What what is he eating? He's eating peanut butter and crackers, yeah. saltines. Yeah. Well, at the apartment, but his girlfriend yeah. works at the the diner where right. she's like sneaking him food. Food. Like, and it's not like a steak dinner. It's like a bowl of soup. Bowl of soup. Something. Right. Yeah. He's he's something. You know, coffee. Yeah. Yeah. You know, kind he's of whatever. Pie. Yeah. Um. When his whole thing is, he wants to go down to Florida to be, and if she's moving to Florida. He's going to go down there. So he gets the makeup case because he goes to try to pawn off whatever he can, right? His and which he already bought from the pawn shop. 
And he, he winds up, you're looking at this to go, he seems interested. And the guy at the pawn shop is like, I can't buy this. This, you know, kind of doesn't, doesn't have a real value. But like Billy Crystal has no money. And he goes and buys the makeup case. And it's weird that he buys them. I, I don't know, like, I mean, again, you have to believe that part's going to happen. But he's so down on his luck. He's so destitute. That he any money he had, I kind of wouldn't imagine. Well, I, would, th- didn't didn't the, the the widow just give it to him? He, no, I don't think. No, he, no, no. He go. He he says he bought it from her. Oh yeah. Okay. He paid whatever, and then he puts the makeup on. Yeah. Well, the th- well, the thing is, before he he doesn't put the makeup on right away, but the makeup case, the 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 lid opens, opens up yeah. on its own, and then some of the the paints jiggle. Yeah. And so he. He gets curious and he goes there and he's he's looking over everything and then there's even the the characters yeah, yeah. that the, the man of a hundred faces not yeah, a thousand, yeah, right, right, yeah. man of a hundred faces and so his curiosity yeah you know, well the, the thing through. is he puts on he puts on the the makeup and well, he becomes the thing is his brother it's not his brother or his, his friend is about to get really wasted by the, by the uh, the owner of the nightclub and so he. Yeah, and he goes in. Oh no! 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 He's he's going. He puts on the makeup to become the whatever, not the Colossus of New York, but it's the whatever of New York. And and he and he gets bigger. He physically gets bigger. I mean, so it's Billy Crystal with a little bit of makeup on and and just immense padding, yeah, muscle suit, and he's got on lifts, right, kind of thing. Um, but he goes in and he's going to mess up Brian Dennehy and whatever right. and to get his money back. And he, right? and he, and he goes and he goes with, at, posing he, as his brother. Right, oh, right. And he goes in with all this confidence too. It was now that he, was, he as he walks into the yeah. into the uh, the the, uh, the bar. Yeah, the, the bar, nightclub. Yeah. All the women go. They got. They, they yeah. start look. Ooh, well, because now here's this big muscular guy. Right. He doesn't look like a loser with a limp. Right. right? That's right. He, yeah, had a limp he has too. a limp and everything. It's very. It's very. What do you call? So it's basically like the reverse of usual suspects. What? There's a twist ending. You should have known that by now. Okay. So, uh, but uh, well, but but you don't, but there's still more to come. No, with no, this. no. But that's what I'm saying. But that's the he he reverses it. It's, he actually has a limp. He actually has a whatever. He puts yeah. the makeup on and he becomes the the, the monster monstrous guy. Whereas uh, Kevin Spacey pretends to have a limp, pretends to be that, and then actually just turns back into himself. Oh, yeah, the usual yeah. suspects. Yes, that usual suspects, yeah. right. That's what the, I'm saying. The, yeah. only, the only problem that he has with this is that the makeup wears off, just like you would wipe it off yeah. at, the end of a, at the end of a play. But, I mean, but his portrayal of, uh, you know, a, a muscle-bound yeah. guy is pretty good because, he, I mean, well, Billy Crystal's just a, an outstanding comedic actor. And uh, he's been in he's been in a number of uh, even um, you know serious serious movies. Movies. yeah 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 but here's here's a young guy coming in and I mean he just it's just a standout scene I mean yeah. they don't last long because these are these are you know short episodes but uh, that so what it wears off and uh, yeah so um, okay so um, obviously he goes and gets away. now they're gonna come get him so now he's back in the apartment and he's got to now. Um, you know, he's got to now escape because they, because they literally, they're banging on the door, the the whole wall. Now again, because it's, it's supposed to be the whole, how bad the apartment, it's shaking him, but he has all the money, right? And now he's, they're going to come get the money back from him. And then he's trying to escape and it's, you just think to yourself going, he's got to have more in this kit. Like he's got to have something else in this kit. Like there's got to be, put the muscle stuff back on, like do anything you got to do. Yeah. Um, and that's part of, um, I think what makes this, segment more memorable than obviously the first one 
is obviously Billy Crystal's you know very good in what he does here, um, kind of thing. But it also uh, is the the fact that like um, it's it's a little longer, like it's a, it's you know it's, it has more to it, you know, kind of thing. It's not yeah. as quick. Oh no, they you know? they actually they, they actually flesh it out. Yeah, you know the one thing that was really nice about this is the 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 and again I don't know if they use stop motion or just they just you know it, it seems like that, but the the box opening. Oh yeah, it's just a simple. It's just simple wire stuff, right? But yeah. it, but it looked really good. Yeah. So because because after he does the he does that and he puts on the stuff to be the card player, the card, right. and he goes in and he fleeces <laughs> them for all their money, and that's why now they're gonna let's go back and get because he goes well I'm gonna give this to my friend who owes that. So but the thing is instead of just shutting his mouth, he had he, he, see that's the, that's the one part that I'm watching is going uh, okay I understand why they're doing this but your arrogance right now right. because they have no idea yeah. that this card guy it's has any tie right to, the, to, to, the the, the, to the cripple guy you know but you got to run your mouth yeah. so um because that's when they come get him and that's when he's like you got to have something else in there because it's not going to help him be the card player it's not going to help I'll him be, I mean, be the muscle guy be the muscle guy you beat him up but what happens is now they're going to go out and he's going to go out the window and he's got they're grabbing the case and he goes over the edge and they think well we killed him perfect and they get down there and he's not there and they're like well where'd he go like the case is here and there's a pile of clothes and they're like where is he and all of a sudden they start getting beat up <laughs> right and you're getting beat up by nothing nothing and, and and you're like okay like so when i first saw this years and years ago and as soon as he got the window he's not there there's a pile of clothes i'm like he's the invisible man like yeah. he's the like I like I just know it because that's how my brain works because it's like I'm always looking for see I don't ever believe what's on the screen I mean I'm always looking okay what's the lie what's the tell yeah. what's the you know like what's it's this is always everything's a work right to me I, to me I always I believe things are a work and when they're not a work I'm like oh that's nice but like this is has to be a work and it is because he gets to the ground and he's like oh he's not there and there's a pile of his clothes and I'm like he's the invisible man the only other thing I could have done become like tiny like the incredible shrinking man mm -hmm. but that wouldn't work at the end of the episode he needs to be able to beat him up so what happens of course he beats up the two thugs who can't see him and then he takes the suitcase takes the the the, the suitcase it's with the money. money and but he's buck ass naked right walking away <laughs> and it's gonna wear off um which so you know he's gonna go buy some clothes yeah. or whatever kind of thing but it's just so funny and it was, and it's in in the in the uh um in the the case there's the uh, the little moniker that says Mister Invisible. Yeah, yeah. And so that that but that's the tagline after you see him as yeah, in, right, yeah. Or you don't see him as yeah, invisible. right. He walks off. But but it's it's a it's a really good episode because it, it as you're following him, his transformation into the the muscle guy and the uh, and the card player are really good. And, yeah. And really good acting. Yeah. And then the then the kicker because he's invisible. I mean, you, you 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 smile and you laugh and you go, well, that was good. But again, it's there. It, it's it's not as it's not as as forceful, obviously, as uh, yeah. you know the the, the 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 military one. But there, the, most of these things are not like that. Even the Twilight Zone. You you when you watch them, and and uh, um, you, you're looking at. There's always that little twist at the end, but. It's satisfying to you. Yeah. You know. But this one would be more memorable. You would remember this more likely later on um, after you know yeah. you saw it kind of thing. Um, and, and, and some of that has to do with the fact that it's Billy Crystal and he's very famous and you're kind of like, oh, okay, well, that guy's pretty famous and I, you know, you recognize the face immediately. Um, but uh, neither of these episodes are scary 
or no. horrific or like there's nothing like oh my god like there, there's nothing here that's gonna like you know be like you know uh, I mean there's, I mean yeah yes the guy gets killed by the uh, by the 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 other guy like the um, the guy who's supposedly who's dead kill they kill the other guy but there's nothing here where you'd be like wow that's shocking wow that's whatever like right. it's so this is kind of overall a more flat episode than the previous one and like I said if they had switched three and four. This might have been like, look, we ain't gonna. We're three episodes in, and this thing this is what you had. Yeah. Like, this is not as memorable as like, um, you know, cutting a guy's legs off, or you know, the, even the crystal radio one where it turns out they're like the Nazis wind up winning the war. Like, it's always got that like twist. These twists are fine, but they're not nearly the like you know as big of ha ha you know kind of thing. Yeah. So, I mean, this could have again as we get to the the other the other few episodes that they had because there wasn't many. No, this. After after the the episode three, a lot of people might have been really anticipating episode four. Yeah. And after this, maybe that's when it the the viewership started to wane. Oh no, it has nothing to viewership. It was a completely the fact that they were like, you can't put that stuff about Vietnam on TV because oh, it, it made Americans look bad about Vietnam. And nowadays, that's the only thing you're allowed to portray in a movie about Vietnam. You're never allowed to make America look good in it. But in 1981, you 100% were not allowed to make Americans look bad, which is why First Blood uh, was so controversial. And even though I know people forget this, Rambo First Blood Part Two is got controversy attached to the beginning part of it. But all people remember is that Rambo goes, like Stallone goes in and does his Rambo stuff. But you you have to remember that like it was. First Blood was super controversial when it came out. We talked about this during the episode. It was so controversial at the time that to make a sequel to be really what Rambo, quote unquote, became. I mean, literally, the other the other day, I watched the end of Last Blood the other day. Haley's like, what is this? And I go, the end of Last Blood? I said, you've missed, you know... 30 years of movies, Haley. Like, you gotta, you, you can't just watch the last 10 minutes of him, this, of an old guy fighting these drug lords from, you know, uh, uh, you know, Mexico. Sorry, if you haven't seen it, it's been out for a number of years. Get out of the house once in a while, right? Yeah. Um, so, but the thing is, like, you know, there's nothing controversial here in this episode. This is not, this no, is very no. whatever, um, which I think was what they thought they had more in line. Even the more controversial episodes before this, yeah, they weren't that controversial, you know, kind of thing like, yeah. you know. Well, the thing with the Nazis, uh, that that was done to a much, much more, con- I don't say controversial, but much better, much better done by uh, Serling. Uh, in the uh, in the twilight zone. right well what I'm saying is but but it wasn't a, it wasn't a concept we hadn't seen previously right right Vietnam was still see talking about stuff we're talking about like when you're talking about uh Nazis you're talking about World War two and stuff like 1981 you're you're now I don't want to say far enough away from it where it became kind of okay to I mean, well, I mean but, yeah. but, but but I'm not saying it's okay but like but who does Indiana Jones fight? He fights the Nazis in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Like it was not, it was not unheard of to have them be this kind of thing in movies and TV and stuff. Yeah. But to to talk about uh, Vietnam, which was not that far removed from 1981, at least not far enough where people were ready to really talk about it yet. In reality, that became controversial. So, but be that as it may, that's not this episode. Um, again, this is what we said. This is definitely um, not in the controversial way. But again, it's not bad. And if you're following along, um, hopefully you enjoyed it. Um, we do know that, uh, you know, I, I know we have some people who are watching along, all of them along with us kind of thing, or they've watched them all. Now we're kind of getting getting to them. 
Um, but again, as you, you move along through any series, some episodes are better than others. Not every cold check is amazing, uh, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing. Um, some people would argue that we don't have enough cold checks, and some people argue that we have too many cold checks. Uh, and the, the reality is that the movie was like the best one ever. And it's really hard when you go off to the Night Stalker where he's fighting, you know, the vampire, which we covered on here. Some of the episodes, you're like, okay, that guy's a moss monster. Like, this is like, yeah, they they ran out of monsters. monsters. That's the problem. Like, you're running out. Like, what else can be in Chicago? You know, like, I mean, what are you going to have giant, you know, grasshoppers there? You're going to drop an atom bomb on Chicago, Um, as as Peter Graves would say. Anyway, um, so, folks, so that about wraps this one up. Um, And again, this is, we're getting on in towards the summer. And uh, we're hoping everyone enjoyed uh, the previous episode where we talked about Dread from 2012. Um, and now we're going to talk about what's coming up in June. Well, what's coming up in June is I Was a Teenage Werewolf, the Michael Landon movie. The movie that literally they made for about like a buck seventy-five and made millions of dollars on. And like it, it kind of gave the I Was a Teenage uh, craze that occurred, that small little pocket of those movies that happened and TV shows and whatever. And it became an I Was thing. Uh, you know, like just like I married a monster mm-hmm. from outer space. I, those kind of movies, um, you know, sometimes those names sound silly, but you know, just we saw with I, I married a monster from outer space, mm-hmm. the much better movie behind that than just the way the title is, you know, described. So we are going to talk. The June release is going to be uh, I was a teenage werewolf, and we're going to talk about that. And of course, we have all the regular stuff coming up this summer. So uh, that about does it for here. Anything else in this, Dad? No, I think we're good, right? Okay. Yeah. All right, folks. So um, you know, so like I said, we're coming back in June. Uh, please join us if you haven't seen *I Was a Teenage Werewolf*. It is available on YouTube. Go watch it if you've never seen it before. Don't try to find the DVD. We'll talk about why you ain't going to find a DVD anywhere um, later. But if you need to see it, go check it out on YouTube beforehand. All right. So like we say right here, folks, keep those cards and letters coming, and keep watching the skies. This is Tokyo. Once a city of six million people, what has happened here was caused by a force which, up until a few days ago, was entirely beyond the scope of man's imagination. Tokyo, a smoldering memorial to the unknown, an unknown which at this very moment still prevails and could at any time lash out with its terrible destruction anywhere else in the world. Hi folks, Luke Giaconetti here. I'd like to ask you a few questions. Do you like giant monsters? Or as they're called in Japan, Daikaiju? Monsters like Godzilla, Rodan, Gamera, King Ghidorah, or Mothra? Do you like more obscure monsters, such as Gappa or Yangari? Do you like giant heroes like Ultraman, or super robots like the Shogun Warriors? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then I think you might like my podcast, Earth Destruction Directive. I'm a dedicated fan of all things Daikaiju, and I'd like to share that with all of you. Please check out Earth Destruction Directive at twotruefreaks.com. Earth Destruction Directive, where we turn your Daikaiju dreams into city-smashing reality. This has been an episode of Bots, Bugs, and Babes, the B-Movie Podcast. If you'd like to contact me, please email the show at botsbugsbabes at gmail.com. If you'd like to find me online, I'm on Facebook under my name, Jason Jack Nettie. I often contribute to the Two True Freaks Facebook group, 
You can visit my Facebook page, The Art of Horror Collective, and you can search the hashtag, The Art of Horror Collective. On Instagram, find me under my name, Jason Jacknetti, and search the hashtag, The Art of Horror Collective, as well as the new hashtag, Bots, Bugs, Babes Podcast. I'm the only one using them. I'm also on Twitter, at Jason Jacknetti, and you can visit my webpage at www.theartofhorrorcollective.wordpress.com. All movies, characters, stories, music, etc. are properties of their respective holders. This is a fan work, and any use of any property is purely for review, discussion, entertainment. So don't sue me. I ain't got anything anyway. There is no tomorrow! There is no tomorrow! There is no tomorrow! Will you stop?